it's been a while, hasn't it? It is completely my fault. No, it's been a it's been a lot uh, lately. But hi again, welcome to what do you like and special side project, the metal project with Maria and Annabelle. Hi. What up? So one of the reasons why we've been a little bit quiet is we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for our next episode. I've wanted to do Gajira. We were thinking about doing a smaller band because I was listening to Gajira at one point, doing going through their discography, and I need so much more time to process this. Oh, we can do a local band at some point. Yeah, yeah, more, more on that, but more yeah. on that later. <laughs> Those are future ideas. And then I was thinking... We should do something smaller. We should. I wanted to do Slaughter to Prevail, which is a Russian uh, metalcore band. And I was like, oh, but... And they've been directly affected by the war. Actually, Ginger has also been directly affected by the war. Even worse. <laughs> no, well, we're not, we're not comparing, but they've also been affected. They've also been doing... And they've been doing quite a lot. Oh, which one should we do first? And I said, you know what? We should do both. And here we are today. We have a lot to talk about. We have quite a bit. And it's mostly going to be me fangirling over music and Maria giving good facts as always. Well, I'm going to fangirl as well because <laughs> I do love both of these bands. And we're going to start with uh, Slaughter to Prevail. They are from mainly Russia, with one band member from England. Uh, that is Jack Simmons. He is one of the founding members. He was kind of the organizer of this. He also works in merchandising as his as his main job before this band. You know, he was always in music, but he also worked in like merchandise. And so I think that has a big effect on why Slaughter to Prevail is so they're their uh, mascot, so to speak, their mask, their kit of darkness, is so recognizable. I, I just want you guys to know that every time I get a paycheck, I kind of want to buy it, but I stop myself. It's a, <laughs> it is. It kind of reminds me of um, the Iron Maiden's little uh, Iron Maiden's mascot that always yeah. appears, or the uh, Misfits and their main guy that would always uh, like they had someone that would. I think they called it the guy. Okay. Yeah. So, but this is, but it's, it's very like, it's instantly recognizable. They, you can get a mask version of it. It's you can get a ring version. You can get a sticker. You can get to, pretty sure they'll get you a tattoo if you ask for it. Prob like. <laughs> they'd probably be very touched. So, <laughs> and then you have Alexander Shikolai, also known as his stage name of Alex Terrible. This guy is, if you couldn't tell, from Russia. <laughs> and he has his own like Patreon, for example, where he makes metal cover versions with his very well-practiced vocal style. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's actually how he started, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he essentially, or at least how I found the band, uh, was initially he had a YouTube channel where he would do covers of your normal rock songs that you would hear, you know, the... Like emo 2000s to like Billy Eilish 2013, even that. Yeah, it's he's got pop covers, he's got Christmas covers, he, he goes everywhere. Yeah, the, what's amazing about him is that this dude has the chest cavity of a god, mm -hmm. so his voice is just 
amplified by that and there's very few singers out there that can get the lows that he can get with his growling and just his voice in general i could say when he really hits the low levels it sounds like there's two people singing. It sounds like it's bass boosted, and he's done it live going like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does it. He records it. You know, they have video of it, and he will po- post it on social media. Like, guys, please stop thinking that I don't sing live like this. I can. I worked really hard at it. <laughs> he's insane. Yes. Like, <laughs> I can barely do it right, and he goes and... <laughs> yes, he is. So... You have that. So you have Jack Simmons, who's the guitarist. You have Alex Terrible. And then you have Mikhail Mike Petrov, who does bass and guitar. Evgeny Novkov. Nov- Novikov, who does drums. And I wrote Adorably Insane. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> a small sidebar, a small bit. Do you remember in when they're playing... I don't think they're, they're not playing Russian roulette in... Um, the Baba Yaga music video. Oh, they do at the end? No, I don't think that's what they're doing. I think what they're doing is like, because if you, I read the translated lyrics and it's about the Baba Yaga coming to get you. Mm -hmm. And so I think what they're doing is they're just being like, they're coming to get us. It's time to, we got to kill ourselves before that happens. Yeah, but they did it playing Russian roulette. Yeah, but (laughs) they all died. That's not how you... (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) They're still playing it. There's just no price. (laughs) Yeah. So I love it. I love in this bit all the little bits of personality because you have the first guy who kind of gives himself a sign of the cross and then, you know, boom, pops, done. And then then they spin the gun and Veggie like goes... Fuck yeah! <laughs> and he like swigs vodka. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he just, and it's just like, yay! <laughs> and this is like, he, what he does, when he performs live or when he plays the drums, you know, in videos, he is wearing shorts and socks and a mask, and that's it. Amazing. I know. And he, like someone pointed out in one of their live acts, he's wearing corgi socks. <laughs> And I was like, I came for the 25-minute, like, set. I stayed for Veggie's Corgi socks. <laughs> That's adorable. I just imagine just the blast beat and the Corgi's just staring at you. Yeah. I, it's like, he's like, I gotta wear my Corgi socks. Because <laughs> uh, it's for good luck. I don't know. I just appreciate it. I thought it was a nice touch. <laughs> so he is also becoming one of my favorite drummers because he is incredibly talented, incredibly skilled. Yep. Yeah. Brrr. Yeah. Insane <laughs> blast beat, insane ability to keep the beat for like the number of beats per minute. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, the, the entire band has just a collection of very yes. talented individuals. All of the song, each almost, it's almost like each song like focuses on their abilities. Yeah. Like Baba Yaga's drums. I think Bratva or Bonebreaker is bass. Bonebaker's definitely bass. Yeah. And then... Bonebaker's great. And then Demolisher <laughs> is obviously voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, for as some examples, I can't think of, like... Now that we're in that, like, if you want to hear a really good example of, like, what Alex Terrible can do, just go and search up the uh, Demolisher. Uh, there's probably going to be a thousand React videos to it, because people at some point were just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh no, I like their new album better i do too they've gotten better at d- yeah. doing stuff like father is amazing mm-hmm. uh bone forget- is great yeah i forgot what the one's called uh 
ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, Bradfa. Oh, Bradfa. I love that opening, and I love when they do it live, and he just, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Alex the Terrible. In that, in that, like, roar he does live is great. I want to go to a live show so much. I do, I do too. I I might die in the pit for that one. (laughs) So, I'm very sorry, because we have one last guy, and his name's Dimitri Dima Mamidov. We're so sorry if we're butchering. We're sorry, we're sorry to all of you, and Russians in general. Well, (laughs) Little Dick Putin is, uh, I'm not sorry for. He's rhythm guitar. Again, you know, they do so, they've done some behind the scenes videos and they are all so talented and seeing their stuff. And I really like their personalities. Like Dima, he's very shy. Really? Yeah. Cause they're like, okay, say something, say something about yourself. He's like, I don't want to. It's like, it's like Avatar's uh, bassist, right? Enrique? Yeah. Yeah, he's very, he's kind of quiet too. <laughs> Me throwing around the other bands. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get to Avatar eventually. So, that's these guys' lines up. Jack Simmons, because he's in Britain, he's, you know, the songwriter, organizer. He doesn't always play live, and that's what uh, Dima... Uh, has done. It's kind of taken his, has helped out with that and also is a permanent member. I think there was also health problems at one point, so a lot of stuff going on, but that is, those are the guys mainly that are part of the band. Their initial albums are Metalcore. I'm surprised uh, it's Metalcore. Yeah, I mean, they they do Metalcore and they have, uh, Alex at least, in a recent interview said that he wants to do something different, which on one hand, I get it. And on the other hand, he's so good at it. Yeah, but I honestly prefer that he explores what he wants to do yeah. and figures out what he likes best yes. to have it like some other bands that I like where they were just like, yeah, we've played all the deathcore we could play. We're done. Yeah. So yeah, like I prefer to have him singing for longer than to just go like, yeah, guys, we kind of did everything we could. See you. I think I want them to do whatever they want. I'm pretty sure I would just like love it. <laughs> and just not pop. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. I'd pay money for to I see would, Alex. I would pay Alex. <laughs> I would pay for a Taylor. I would pay a lot of money for a Taylor Swift concert. And suddenly you just hear the opening li- opening lines of Bratva. <laughs> and she's like, my new friend. <laughs> He's just singing at the side. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, terrible. <laughs> But I, I just want him to have like the same character that he has in uh and all I want for Christmas. Where oh he's yeah, just, like dancing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> and he's lovingly holding his AK forty seven. Very lovingly. Because these guys, uh, at least Alex's brand is he's very Russian. It, it, at some point, it was literally the brand made in Russia. Yeah, that's the album's name. <laughs> is they their brand is made. They they are proud Russians. They also recognize that Russia has not done great things recently and they're very vocally against the war in the Ukraine to the point where they've released their most recent single called 1984 which has one of the best beginnings I have ever heard and like those that opening like bass like from that to just I remember when they released a teaser, it was like mm-hmm. 30 seconds and I, was, I spent like a month refreshing YouTube going like, is it here yet? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it also like very blatantly calls out Vladimir Putin and calls him a bitch. Which yeah. I like. I like it a lot. We appreciate that over here. I do. And Alex said in an interview, you know, that they would have released it whether they had an escape plan or not. But, you know, I appreciate that they got out first and then released it because yeah. I don't think they would have been getting out. What is your going to be your target? And I think when we met, like we said in Bloodywood, speaking out against the government um, and having their, and, you know, in their music and having political opinions. And I was like, oh, are they going to get in trouble? And it was like, they're not considered, like metal is not considered like a necessary thing to focus on. Mm. Is metal in Russia similar to metal in Sweden? No, actually. Like, so again, this is all according to an interview I got from Alex uh, when I, I read about Alex. Uh, terrible. I didn't interview him. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been great. I mean, if he really, really want to. Yeah, I mean, if he really wants to. I know he trolls random social media sites. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> please, please come talk with us. He said that metal is considered Satan music, which, you know. Okay. I mean, Fair enough. You know, not wrong. And since it's Satan, it means that they are actively trying to destroy humanity. Uh, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, but unfortunately, because Russia has such a... The government has such like a... Iron, like, they want to have such an iron grip on every part of society, which I know is a fact, especially with their treatment of, like, uh, LGBTQ people. They have had shows canceled day of like they go in to go set they they everything is set up they're ready to go and someone shows up and just says you're not performing tonight that's crazy yeah because they have a i saw a live recording they did of bone breaker in moscow and it looked insane like it looked so cool and i'm like how could you just like go in like all these people are lined up and say you're not performing. Like, that's a lot of interest, at least in my opinion, you know? I'd, I'd be pissed off. I don't think that would roll here in the United States. No. Like, people would actively try to storm the place. Weird how that happens with music a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, for those who don't know, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been revealed. <laughs> oh no, I speak Spanish. <laughs> oh god, there there now we're now we're done. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but in Puerto Rico during like the 80s, 70s to like 2000s or so, uh, hip hop and just our genre of rap that we call reggaeton was considered to be like that you, you were not supposed to listen to it. Like, they would play it over illegal radio stations. It was generally just looked down upon, and it was illegal. But it's weird how it's progressed over the years to the point where now everything in the island is, like, by Bad Bunny, which is, like, mm -hmm. the main artist, and yeah. that's why he sings. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it would be weird to see, like, here from 30 years from now, like, these countries that we speak about here, like, openly accepting. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know of 30 years, but... <laughs> Russia's very religious. Like, Russian Orthodox. It's this in the same vein, not the same vein, but in a similar, similar vein to how they treat the LGBTQ people. I remember there was a documentary where they talked about how, like, it was so looked down upon that you were gay and you were considered such a monster that people were actively trying to lure gay people in through online dating. Jesus. 
and would like videotape them and like being you know the the you know showing that it was not real you know showing that it was yeah fake and it was them like basically assaulting this poor person who is crying because they know that this tape is going to be brought to everybody and their life is basically ruined that's fucked up because they you know it'd be like that's grounds to lose your job that's grounds to your family lose it like disowning you and it's like and there was another part of it where like this guy who was holding a rainbow flag mm. he got attacked in the street and the, he so he brought the people who attacked him to court, and they sided with the people who attacked him. <laughs> That's fucked. Up. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't have been holding the flag. Yeah, <laughs> holds in court. They they see people like that who, as you know pedophiles, and it is not the metal is music is not in the same. It's not the scourge of society, but that's, like, the mindset of, like, you, like... Yeah. Being gay is in a religious, if you... In the very conservative, viewed as bad. And then in metal music is... It's, like, the same Yeah. Band. Yeah. Probably not the same severity, but... No. But it's, like, it's where you can have a concert canceled day of and no one cares. Well, no, well the people who care, but yeah. there's not... It's If it happened here, like you said there would be a lot of anger and people would raise more of a fuss rather than shrug and go, oh, it happened again. Damn it. <laughs> yes. So that, that's like the climate of what where they are, where they were, because now they're in Florida because you can't be in Russia and release a song like 1984 and expect it to not go over quietly. <laughs> still, still feel like a Tom brand for them to go to Florida. Yes. Well, it is. They had this as a plan originally, and they went because they were um, the better metal scene. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's not so, like they're going to come up here to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Sad. I mean, please come to Wisconsin. Please. please you were so close. You came to Chicago, and it's I wanted like to go so badly. It's like an hour drive to Milwaukee. Yes. Save us 30 minutes. So, <laughs> I want to also call out one of the things that Alex Terrible does. He actively interacts with people who do React videos on YouTube. Yep. And, you know, React videos are interesting because you can be basic like there are people who are have a musical background who have been in bands who are musicians who are fun to see. work <laughs> as who have worked as roadies who have a lot of knowledge and then there's some people who are not <laughs> they so, just like the music or they want to learn more about this or a different type of music and so essentially the range between nocturnal and me <laughs> basically like and so but alex will comment on these videos and he'll thank them and he'll be like you guys thank you for doing this thank you for you know highlighting this awesome. yeah and people get so excited because you're not watching slaughter to prevail like reaction video because you like some people they don't know who they are but a majority of them know who slaughter is and they're like oh oh boy <laughs> here we go <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get their minds blown and i mean not normally they do and a lot of the people who are watching the video get excited because he's reaching out and he's talking to these reaction videos and he understands that publicity this is publicity yeah it's awesome how 
I, th- I feel like that's something that we've talked before, but like how platforms like TikTok have pretty much giving exposure to yes. new bands in the, in the industry. Yeah. Like I know that I found some new bands that I kind of just listen to on the, my drive to work every day and it's straight up because someone was reacting to it. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds good. I, I mean, want to listen to it too. Tank the Tech does roadie reactions. That's mm. how I learned about Slaughter to Prevail. Oh. Because he reacted to the Baba Yaga video. And we can like talk more about how reaction videos have gotten really popular, especially in the pandemic. Yeah, well, no, nobody else had anything <laughs> yeah. to do, so it's like I guess I'll go react to some music. Watching <laughs> someone else love what I love, yes. <laughs> so it's a um, reflection of the shifting society and the, and how you get your information or get your work out to the world, and it's basically giving it for free. Yep. Like he's not slaughtered to prevail is not benefiting from money with money directly from a reaction video. If anything, they could br- bring the video down because of copyrights. Yeah, which... they could say that, and instead he's like, "Woo!" Yeah, it's like I watched YouTubers <laughs> that were just playing uh, mm-hmm. games, and suddenly like a Michael Jackson song came on or something. Their videos instantly demonetized. Yeah. So he's, I think that it's a smart way of going about it. It makes people really excited. So I am looking forward to what they're going to do in the future. I think they have, (laughs) I think they have a a really bright future ahead and they're just getting started. And I can't wait to see what literally all of them will do. Even if they all go their separate ways, if I hear that like Dima's going to be in a new band, I'm like, I will will listen to it. You know, like I I would love to hear it. I feel like it ends up happening a lot anyways, like. There's multiple bands that are like the same guitarist from some other band mm-hmm. or the same singer from this other band, but now here. Yeah. I mean, uh, Will Ramos was that from yeah, Lorna Shore. Yeah. And in a way, going into going separate ways, but then all forming together into a bigger, co- into a bigger and better whole, we can go into our next band called Ginger. Yay. Yay. Not with G's, with J's. J-I-N-J-E-R from the Ukraine. Which is why these two bands are connected, in a, in a sense. Yeah. Both have been affected by the war. Again, Ginger's members got through a lot. Yeah. I, w- like, I, can't, I don't want to compare what Slaughter to Prevail versus Ginger have gone through and saying who was better because both have had a rough time of it. And I want to, like, s- before we go into it, like, their bassist... And I'm sorry for the names again, <laughs> Eugene Abdukhanov. <laughs> Abduk. Yeah. Yeah. Abdukhanov. Yeah. Their bases. I'm so sorry. Was driving and there was literally shelling above him, and he was like, yeah. "This is it. I'm going." He has an exact time and day that the war started, and where and he knows exactly where he was. He said. I was driving, and suddenly shelling happened, and he's like, I'm going to die. That probably is not yeah. a good experience. No, it's... and I can see why they canceled their shows. Yeah, well, <laughs> that this is why I want to bring them up, because not this is a band that's gone through a lot. This is a band whose members have seen what this invasion start from a long time ago, and knew that it was going to happen just from watching the world around them and still worked at trying, you know, creating their art and has made a better whole, has been working to help their country 
as a result. Which is always awesome. Yeah. It's weird to think about it because we're so disconnected from the rest of the world that we don't actually get any news unless something is happening. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. It probably was an insane time for them. I, so, we, we can get into that a little bit later, but I want to give a kind of a backup <laughs> background of them. So, the current lineup is not what the original lineup, like the technical original lineup of when Din- oh, Ginger was founded. Yeah. I wrote out as much as I could for the switching of it. So the current lineup considers their founding to be in 2009. But for completeness, I will try to give credit where credit is due. It was formed in 2008 by Maxin Fatalive vocals with Oleksii Simnar from the bass. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Vyas Chalslav Okeromenko, who is the drummer, with Dmitry Oxen on guitar. Okay. Okay, that's the original lineup. Cool. <laughs> and then Tatiana Schmolk, who is the current vocalist and the oldest member of the band, replaced Kaxen in 2009, joined by Roman Ibram Halikov on second guitar, and Eugene Abdukhanov uh, replaced Sivnar with the bait on bass. And then Oleksandr Kozichkuk replaced Okarimenko for drums in 2011. The drummer role has changed hands quite a bit until 2017. It was just like, oh my God, there's so many long names. Uh, <laughs> with Vladislav Yulasevich being the most recent uh, in 2017. And then in 2016, I'm again, I can't apologize enough, was, has taken over lead guitar as Oxen has left in 2016. And that's where we are today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, y'all got cool names if you're hearing this. They wow. <laughs> started off self-funded, and the, including the release of their first full-length album, Cloud Factory. It was uh, in 2014. Like, I was recently listening to Tatiana, who's their vocalist. Like, she said they had 10 years of struggle. It was not easy. And she kind of mentioned it. I haven't listened to the whole interview, so she might go into it more, but she was in, they were in Donetsk, and the, she said very, like, kind of offhandedly, like, and then the war came and we had to move, which kind of goes back to my previous statement of, this has been happening for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 years to get noticed in the beginning, and then in 2016, it started to change because they released their single Pisces, which was their studio recording. And then they also released I Speak Astronomy. Is that why they have most of their videos back before 2016 are like live videos on the albums themselves? That would make sense. Like they probably weren't really doing music videos if they were having trouble with like live shows. Because they have a live in Melbourne and then in Hell Do Not Breathe. But Mm -hmm. most of what showed up in YouTube was live uh, concerts Mm -hmm. or them playing uh, live in their uh, home or garage or wherever. But yeah, like it wasn't like a full-on studio video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason for these videos in the first place was they wanted to put a spotlight on their drummer. And to be fair, they did. It did its job, but it also put Tatiana's vocals into the spotlight as well because people were watching this woman sing these very, like, delicate cleans 
like clean vocals and, and then super low immediately and then no. <laughs> kind of like position her throat it, you could almost see it as she like sets herself and then just roars out like the chorus and it's beautiful <laughs> i mean she has a couple songs where she'll switch uh between words and i'm like how i don't Cause know because there's no pause between the words either it's not like she's taking a moment to prepare no it's like clean harsh clean harsh immediately and i'm like i can't even say two words straight without messing them up <laughs> she's got i mean this has been something she's always wanted to perform she's wanted to since she was a you know a little girl and she's always been artistic and when she was getting into metal there was it was a German band, and they had a female singer, and she heard them and said, I want to be her, basically. And she's always... So she, that's when she started working at it, and she said that it became very easy. But she was, like, high school-ish. Maybe a little older. I mean, it sounded like she was still in that age of that. And they formed... You know, they were in a band, and she would, like... she was like I was in a band and then the band broke up and then I was in another band and then the band broke up yeah. and then I was in another band and I thought it was going to really work and then they broke up too I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know how like local bands go that's about that's about I, right on the money yeah I have a few friends that are part of local bands and they literally have like yeah this is my main band. We're doing really good. They're playing shows and stuff. Two seconds later, it's like, oh yeah, our guitarist went and formed the band. Our drummer now formed the band. I'm forming our second band. Yeah. We're forming a band with three of us, but not one of them. I'm just another dude. And I'm like, bro, how many bands can you form? <laughs> well, I mean, you throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah. And you get it. the one that gets the most gigs is where you go. Oh, yeah, and I mean, they hustle for it too. Yeah. Like, it sounded like, and it sounds like Ginger hustled really hard. Oh, ten years with ten war. Years. <laughs> like, ten years encroaching, like, always risking war coming up right behind you. Yeah, it sounded rough. I want to, like, so, a couple songs I want to call Spotlight to is uh, Pisces. It's, like, just a really fantastic song and it's such a simple setup with their studio recording of it why do i feel like that's the only one i didn't hear it's the what i mean you probably didn't pick it up pick out like from the lyrics as you listen to everything <laughs> but i love the premise it's just it's about a fish eluding fishermen that makes sense and then getting eaten <laughs> the fish or the fishermen the fish oh it's not it, like that's how it ends and it's just <laughs> like wow like that's kind of it's a, like a philosophical discussion that's, that's human's condition if you really think about yeah. it it's it is a really like it's one of those things why i really like bands that just are like yeah i wrote a song about a fish <laughs> that gets eaten by fishermen and it's about its struggle to escape and it's like where did you think of that? And then there's bands from Puerto Rico making songs about Chef Boyardee with a plastic spoon. I mean, if it works, it works. You know, sometimes you can think you can think about meaning in the weirdest things. So I also wanted to call attention to their song "I Speak Astronomy" because I find this song, like their in their music video for it, like beautiful. They're like we were talking about this earlier, but. In the beginning, like in their earlier videos, Tatiana would wear kind of like 
this, you know, she wear, it was kind of grunge-esque looking, yeah. I would say. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something I find really cool and honestly, like, I don't know, like striking, I guess is a good way of putting it, of someone, of a, her, you know, wearing like a really elegant, like black dress, yeah. screaming out <laughs> the lyrics and like keeping this poise. And I mean, I know it's a, it's a music video, so she's not like actually singing in that moment, but it is so cool. And the whole video is this sci-fi like asteroid maze trip. And it's just a whole homage <laughs> to like, to a sci-fi, like not dichotomy, I guess, but it's this very harsh vocals, metal sound it's heavy you know it's very heavy sound combined with her very slick and almost like professional outfits yeah it's, it's a huge contrast compared to the drummer from the previous yes band. To <laughs> but Avegini does not care what you think Avegini is there to make his feet go really fast <laughs> dog's help <laughs> yes it's cor- he wore his corgi socks <laughs> I wish I could have I wonder if they ever mentioned it in interviews or if it was brought up but I think it's it is a really cool image and I really like that they evolved from there yeah I mean even in the recent recent videos there's a couple where she has like a trench coat yeah that just looks amazing yes like the entire time i was like i kind of want one yeah (laughs) no i i really like that they you know and she kind of had like very chunky hair before Mm -hmm. and now it's pulled back it's very slick and you know sometimes she'll have a braid but it's just it's a very slick tight outfit that all comes together really well and meanwhile, she also has, you know, her tattoos and piercings all on display, and it yeah. looks really cool. <laughs> it looks cool, and then, you know, it puts a new face to what uh, well, metal is. Usually when people think metal, they think, uh, oh, Lamb of God with some bearded dude just screaming at a mic. Mm. Not a really professional-looking person yeah. with tattoos and stuff, just looking awesome and doing awesome things. Yeah, she has this poise to her as well when she performs. And I don't want to like the other the the other the drummer, the and the guitarist and the bassist are all uh, they're rare they all are incredibly talented. I and very skilled and they work very hard and from the sound of it they do an excellent job like they work so hard in creating like songs that mean something to them and it's a you know a very big collective action to get these this music put together and then so when you're performing like your eyes go immediately to the vocalist and yeah plus we always have that one person that we're looking at on the stage because there's always one of them is always doing something weird that the entire time you're like i that is amazing yeah (laughs) like uh, oh like when avatar does colossus and Jonas Jarlsby is literally just like moving his head. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all headbanging, but he is keeping his whole body except for his fingers still. And his neck is just, <laughs> and his head is just like doing like just this very gawky like movement. And yeah. you're, and I like, I'm watching all of them headbang normally and then him. <laughs> I don't I'll remember, I'll remember what band it was. I Was it in Rockfest where the drummer was essentially just making faces the entire time? 
Im- oh yes, yes, <laughs> I do remember that. I think it was on Wild Street. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like there's yes. always someone that's just amazing. Yes, <laughs> and I think that it's a really cool like way of presenting yourself. I think it's a cool image because it is also part of this art and part of this presentation. Yeah, and, and I mean, it goes together with their music. I do feel like their music has uh, progressed over the years. Mm-hmm. I've listened to most of the albums in yes. like I appreciate a day or so. that you did that. <laughs> I appreciated it so much. Uh, I, I will say that part of me likes their uh, earlier art albums a lot. I mainly listen to death metal. Those albums were more like your classic metal core, which... Just had me going, yes, I like the beat, keep it going. <laughs> but recently, much how like her look has been refined, the band and their sound has been refined as well. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think that there are some bands, like Ghost, that will be like, and now for something completely different. <laughs> but still, I, they still keep their like main thing of like, this still sounds like Ghost. I mean, yeah, or... There's bands like, uh, I think Hands Like Houses did it, where they went for a completely different sound and absolutely, well, there's probably people that liked it, but their majority of their fan base was like, what are you doing? I don't Uh, think, and I don't think that it's bad that you do something different, but I do appreciate as well that they are evolving while remaining core the core of their sound is the same it's just getting better it's just improving and like each album is like a build on that and it's also but it's also just different enough that you yeah, don't, like, it's, it I twists. I couldn't put my finger on it because I, I was texting Maria as I heard the songs and I'm like, yeah. I have absolutely no clue where to place them. Yeah. Mainly because uh, Tatiana's voice is unique. She'll go from those heavy growls, which, like I said, they're very, like, they remind me of, like, Lamb of God with Omerta. And then her cleans are very just nice to listen to. Uh... I wouldn't say it's, it's poppy, but it's, it's... It's not poppy, but it's also, I wouldn't say it's core-ish. No. At the same time, no. like, I don't want to say... It's a nice singing voice. Yeah, I, I don't want to <laughs> say glam rock, because that's absolutely wrong. You know, sometimes you don't even have to put anything into a box. Yeah, yeah, they, they just don't <laughs> fix them. They, they yeah. don't fit in a box. Uh, yeah. It's cool, and albums like before, like Micro, where they were essentially just metalcore the entire time, now you have... Uh, wallflowers where there's songs where she's just singing nice and it's super pretty plus I feel like the music has gotten a bit more technical on the side of the drums and the uh, guitar I totally Uh, can see that yeah it was cool to learn that they changed the drummer because <laughs> I, I, I was like, am I crazy or is the drums changing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's getting more technical, that does make sense with their whole release of Pisces and how they're like, it's for you. And you are going to show them how good you are at drums. And everyone was like, bring us Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gr- granted that's said from someone that has very little background on music, so take it with a grain of salt. But I do feel like their music has progressed. They, they're they going for a different sound, even though it's the same sound. Yeah. Uh, it's got that same bass line and metalcore, but they explore in different avenues with, you know, adding more uh, rhythm guitars or mm-hmm. Tatiana and the different ways that she can use her voice uh, to explore more avenues while still remaining metalcore. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I really hope that they can continue 
especially with what's going on now. And they've not, I don't want to say found a way around because that is not, that's like saying that they were actively trying to sneak out of the country. (laughs) I mean, I would if it was that way, but they were able to find a way to continue with their art while also bringing attention to this atrocity that's happening in their home and putting like everything they know at risk. So they have been made metal ambassadors for supporting Ukraine in the war against Russia, the Russian invasion. Their touring slash career period was just halted, stopped in March of 2022 until June 2022. And then they were given an ambassadorship from uh, by the Ukrainian Ministry of Culture. I know. I'm going to say it's because maybe our beers don't know what it is, but it's more because I don't know what they do. Uh, but what exactly is a metal ambassador? Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> yeah, uh, segue. So basically what they've been doing is Tatiana will give a speech about... Be, don't do war. Well, it's more just like, we love that you're here. We want you to think about the Ukraine. Please, you know, keep us in your thoughts. It's not even like do what you can or give us money or anything. It's more just like it's awareness. It's, you know, when they take a photo with the people in the background, like they did at the art at um, Hellfest, Mm -hmm. they bring out the Ukraine flag and you can see all the people in the background, like bringing out their own Ukraine flags. So I think the biggest thing is the longer something goes on, people forget that it's going on. And like you said, we're disconnected from it. You know, like we only hear it in news stories to have, if you go to a ginger concert, God, like you will hear that the Ukraine war is still happening. Like you are made aware of it, which I think is important. Awareness and like being not, no, not acknowledging that something is happening is its biggest weakness. Yeah. Just pulling, putting it under the rug doesn't stop it from happening. Yeah. And that, that's not the only thing that they are doing, obviously. Like, if you go to their website, and I will put a link for their merch in the description of this video, of this episode, they have merch, that mer- merchandise that you can buy, and they will donate all the proceeds of that to charities of their choice to support uh, civilians and military for the Ukraine. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I want to buy a shirt for them from them. <laughs> like, you know, there's other ways to do it, but if you want to support the band and you want to like work and you want to help with the, you know, their effort, that's a really yeah. great thing. They have so far uh, result. They have raised one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars from these, and all of the proceeds have been distributed to charities of their choice. That's awesome. Yeah, and this is not just the only thing that they're doing. Eugene, because I'm not saying his last name, the bassist, uh, <laughs> he left. You know, he was he had you know with the careers halted. He had started working on making his own charities to work to help with civilians being uh, displaced, for example, and like helping support the military and all that. They're very like a lot of them have been very active. Well, but you know they they are trying to do what they can to help save their home. Tatiana is in LA, so she is not like quite so close. She wasn't in Ukraine the moment the war started, to my knowledge, maybe she was, but as far as I can tell, she lives in LA with her partner. But like Eugene had to get his family out before the shelling happened. You know, it was suddenly like everything is fine. And then- Nothing is fine. Nothing is good. 
which I think like, so I'm, I know, like I was listening to all of this or reading all of this from an interview that he did with the, the Lords, Arrow Lords of Metal, webs, uh, their website had it. And it was kind of a culmination of this and with the cha- Finland chaos sign where he gave this interview. He was describing just like what had been going on with what they were doing and what how they were feeling because you know you go and you perform for 50 minutes and for a minute and so for those 50 minutes you're suddenly not thinking constantly about this yeah and he says it's been you know that's like something he does to cope for example but he wanted to call attention to their music video for call me a symbol which was from their european tour it's a it's a recording of their show that they did, but they didn't release it until it had been 105 days since the invasion had started. So it's like the timeline is a little funky. And he says this moment was before everything started to go dark. This is a moment yeah. that captured happiness. High point. Yeah. Before. Yeah. 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 And it's rough to watch because that joy and that excitement from the band and from the audience, it's this, yeah, it's this euphoria. It's captured in this moment. And, you know, especially with like they write at the beginning, you know, it's the invasion has started when this was released. The pandemic happened shortly after this was recorded. Just things started going to shit. And it's really, it's kind of rough. It's bittersweet. Yeah. So if you're epileptic, don't watch it because it's very bright, <laughs> very flickery. But it is an interesting thing to, with that background. I, I have to say the show looked awesome. and I kind of wish I was there. But... I do, too. I mean, I want to see them really badly. Probably going to buy a shirt uh, mm-hmm. for their from their website. Maybe they'll come back to Milwaukee at some point. I know we missed it because of things. And I really regret that. Yeah. <laughs> As they are metal ambassadors, they are now touring again. And their first show was at the Greenfield Festival in Interlaken, Switzerland in June 2022. They have since been at Hellfest. I don't know if they're back on tour with Slipknot, but that was the tour they were supposed to do before the Ukraine's, uh, before the invasion. I don't know, maybe they let them for this year. I know Slipknot has not fest coming up yeah, at some point. Yeah, I think so. they're coming around for like the set for like the next year go around yeah. because they missed it. They were supposed to do it. And then everything went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't. And they what were a, like, we're not allowed to leave the country. <laughs> that would have been a cool show too. Like, yeah. Were, were they opening or were they second? I don't I know they were supposed to be like within this moment as well. Maybe it was like one of the tours for it's not fest. I don't know which one would open there. I feel like in, in logic, I would put in this moment first. Well, it's the United States. Oh, uh, yeah. Then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Because I know Behemoth was the opener for when I went. I know. That's such an insult. But they had Gorgera afterwards. Oh, that maybe they were understanding that. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to call attention to Ginger and Slaughter to Prevail. I think that both are very accomplished bands very skilled both awesome they both singers have an amazing voice and mm-hmm. they use it in their own way yes uh, alex is a beast at uh, lows yep. uh meanwhile tatiana just has an amazing range in either direction yeah you know you got the drummers which are really good for both bands i mean all like i can't stress enough just how good 
all the musicians for yeah. both of these <laughs> if bands. If I sit up. here, I'm gonna like keep talking into like yeah, that one and that one. Because <laughs> I go like yes, the vocalists are great, but yes, and also the drummers are great, and <laughs> but also the guitarists are great, and the bass is actually all of them. They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> but you know, like we said, there is someone who is the face of the band. Alex looks scary, but he is kind of a goofball. Yeah, he's probably scary too but <laughs> yeah like he can be scary like, if he wants to. i would not get on a fight with him like no well, okay maybe not against him with him for yeah. sure <laughs> i think what when you see someone who's like that who looks like him who's like jacked and he's got all these he's tattooed from nearly head to toe <laughs> he you forget that he is an artist yeah yeah and I, I guess another, it's like to bring up his tattoos, another thing that he did that was like really well handled was he, when he was a shithead kid, he had a tattoo that was part of like a fascist group. Oh, well, because yeah. he hung out with the people and he was like, not even, he was like maybe early 20s, maybe not even 20. And he got that tattoo and suddenly he's not allowed to leave Russia because people <laughs> have a problem with that. And so what he did was, he, first of all, he had, it re, he had it covered up since then. And then 30 minute long video. That's how many fucking tattoos he has. Just explaining each one? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's, so it's really cool to hear that. And I was like, that's really well handled. Where Tatiana is like poise and really like a very powerful figure yeah. i guess is a good way to put it alex is got like all of that in the beginning but then you like you see him start <laughs> acting and he's kind of a dork <laughs> he's amazing <laughs> i mean he's also super russian so he's like i am of yeah i i think you know i i violence is like how i am like I'm not a vi like he's not gonna find fights, but he likes guns. But he's also like responsible. He tries to be responsible about it. Their videos are hilarious, by the way. They always have like something extra Russian happening. <laughs> that is part of their brand, uh, because like before their concerts, they will play old Russian chanting. Okay then. <laughs> yeah, because it's I didn't like know that. <laughs> like the the first when I saw Baba their music video for Baba Yaga, my first thought watching it was like, have we mentioned we're Russian today? <laughs> I don't think we did. How Let's... can we out Russian this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super stereotypical. Like they will pick every single stereotype. The Adidas sweatpants, <laughs> the tanks, and the bazookas, and a bear. <laughs> It's, it's a trip. Vodka <laughs> and Russian and poorly played Russian roulette. <laughs> but that might be without Russian roulette. They're definitely very aware, which is also something I I appreciate in a band is when they're aware that they're kind of that yeah, they're, they're doing that. that they're doing that and they are also like we're going to be as goofy about this as possible <laughs> there are times to take take something seriously and for the most part they run a really good balance of like being goofy while also very being also being intense yes, i feel like 1984 was not goofy at all no like, that was not meant to be goofy that's why yeah. they walk that line like you have baba yaga which is just like grabbing you and like shaking you while screaming in Russian and then you have 1984 which is just like this is not okay this is not stop okay that. stop it stop it smacks you <laughs> yeah. Ginger's got this huge discography and 
you can like if you listen to it like over a course of two days just constantly <laughs> you can pick up how they've evolved over time while still maintaining I, their I sound did, i did stuff while listening to it I <laughs> washed the dishes cleaned the house <laughs> sat and listened <laughs> stared at the wall <laughs> and i feel like it also has a lot a big array of what what their songs are about like teacher teacher is like teacher was cool <laughs> teacher is such a cool song because it's just about like it's almost it's kind of like the pink floyd we yeah don't need that's no what education. i was gonna say like it full-on reminded me of that but like someone decided to make a metal chord yeah of it. <laughs> yeah slaughter prevail at, at this moment is firmly metalcore if they yeah. did a ballad, I wouldn't take it seriously. I, I mean, I'd be I don't take very a confused. Of it. I, I'd be like, so confused. The entire confused. time, I would be like, "Where's the screaming?" It's like when I heard Till Lidman from Rammstein singing in English. <laughs> With the uh, "Tell me." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And By your then, side. Yeah. Or I'm that... always always on your mind. Oh, always. And on it's your mind. with hey. Emma Gray and this guitarist from yeah Rammstein's they... guitarist. Yeah. And they... he ends it with just like I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so fucking creepy. Like not just him singing in English, but he makes it so creepy. It is a good song. He also sings in Spanish, and he knows like twenty languages. That dude is something else yeah <laughs> wanted to prevail in ginger <laughs> oh yeah like they do such a good job in their respective fields and slaughter to reveal just as like we've released an entire album of only ballads i'd be confused but i'd, I'd be i would be intrigued i'm sure it would still sound good i believe in them <laughs> i would just sit there like wow Alex is really nice. <laughs> yeah, he's got a really nice voice. And it's just like really like deep Russian like sound. It, like just like vocals. Now I, now I want him to do a cover of Always By Your Side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he collaborated with Emigrate, that'd be funny. <laughs> Listen to Slaughter to Prevail. Listen to Ginger. Like Support them if you support can. Support them if you can. Especially Ginger. Especially since, you know, Ginger. The thing going on. Like they've, you know, we got a lot of shit going on. But really great bands. We love them a lot for very different for different reasons. Yeah, different bands. <laughs> yes, but like one of them, is, like they're both. It's, it's weird. There's different. They're different spectrums of where they fall in the metal scene. Yeah, their following is pretty much completely different, but yeah. they're they're still tied together by the circumstances in the world. I also think that like ginger you know talking about like their aesthetic or their sound has like so many twists it's crazy yeah like i couldn't keep up with it yeah so <laughs> but, which is not bad no, i don't say no, it in a bad way like bad. it's awesome it's like very layered it's very like uh ghost where sometimes they have a heavy song and yeah. some, suddenly they're singing weird things <laughs> <laughs> they're always singing weird things okay that's fair but <laughs> it's just sometimes they sing about it while they're singing for Mike Pence to eat a dick, they've got a chorus behind them. I, but I think that we have definitely gone on all the tangents. Uh, I can find more. I, I mean, for now, we save them for another time. And, and I hope that you enjoyed our journey with both of these bands and their relation to the rest of the world. I really want you to listen to them. Yeah. Take a listen, go find the other stuff that we didn't find and commented on under this. Yes. We'll probably read it and go like, oh, send it send awesome. it to our email. 
Uh, send it to our Instagram. I'll also add uh, to our play to the playlist I've made. It's mm-hmm. your favorite song from that from one band, my favorite song from that band, and then one song that we both agree is the best. It's gonna be hard for Gender. It is, <laughs> but you'll now get to, get to look forward to six songs on that playlist. Yeah, Slaughter to Prevail is gonna be easy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think we agree on those. <laughs> yes, Ginger's gonna be hard. So please take a listen to that, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. See ya.